increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to STRonomics. Kenny's looking a little bit grainy over there, but uh, if you guys would support him in STR Insights, he might be able to upgrade his internet connection. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know what's going on this morning. You know, I've got full fiber coming into my house and I have very similar issues for whatever reason. I don't know. And, you know, the internet just sucks about half the time all over the world, it seems like. Uh, but that's not the purpose of today's podcast, Kenny. Let's talk about something that you recently had an experience with. I think both you and I have had it over the years. You know, we say Logan, Ohio, and, you know, people just start railing on us. You talk about a new market. You talk about a new neighborhood. You do a video about it. And then people started running into it and calling Tyler Kuhn. Kind of tell us what happened. Yeah. So I uh, I posted. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I, we talked about this in the last episode about the some top markets to go into for cost seg. And you know, cash flow as well. So I sent out a drip campaign on that, and then also how to find other markets and evaluate properties and find essentially find deals in those markets or new markets. And so it was just a three video series, step by step process of how to do it. And I used some random examples of different markets. And so two of them were in Western North Carolina, and one of them was in Asheville. And I was just showing people like look, when we're evaluating a market, this is how we find the top properties and what you do with that data. And I am studying those locations on where they're at. Like number one, makes sense. Nothing like, you know, trivial there, anything groundbreaking. However, when we were breaking it down, I said, be cautious. This is Asheville, not, you know, there's regulation and this is probably not a good area to short-term rental in. So just use this and apply it to any other market, but just see how I'm like applying it. And so no, wait, hold on. Uh, when you say when you say this may not be a, a, a great place to short term rental in, you're talking the specific neighborhood, not necessarily Asheville, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 We, we need to be very specific. Yeah. So hence the story. Right. So we don't need long, any more Logan, Ohio hate mail. We don't need more. Anyway, long story short, two days later, I'm getting an email from Tyler Coon Realtor there. And he's saying, hey, Kenny, appreciate you, uh, you know, talking about the market. But, you know, this neighborhood, you can't short term rental in. And I'm like. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, but it's funny because, you know, it, I was very specific. I was showing this area and I was like, look, I've never been here before. I don't know anything about it, but the data is saying something here. And this is kind of what we're looking for. 
people watch that and they were like, okay, well, that means I need to go invest there. You know, and it's, it's almost like this to me, it, because I specifically said, don't do that, you know, in the video, people just like went and didn't, which means it's like kind of like this panic. I, I just imagine someone watching it being like waiting for me to like say where, and then they just go and do it because frankly, you know, it's a little bit of probably some confidence on their end of not being able to replicate that, but probably also laziness too, to be frank. So, you know, this is rush. It's, it's neither of those. It's, it's that they're going to, they hear you say a market, just oh, like if I say a market, and then they're going to follow into that market without doing that. That's the first step. The second step is yeah. the laziness, right? And, you know, I mean, I've done a podcast on my other podcast, SDR Unfiltered, SDRUnfiltered.com. I'm just kidding. It's why you shouldn't listen to influencers, right? You yeah. and I are influencers in this industry. I don't like that word at no, all. No, 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 Bill, Bill, I'm an expert. You're an influencer. <laughs> We well, I'll class, I'm I'm an expert in building super fucking properties. That all there we go. There we um, go. My, I mean, in all honesty, the seriously, the the issue is that people listen to everything that you say, and then they they are they they look at that as the shortcut to be able to get into it. So I did do an entire podcast. It's been a couple of months about why you should not listen, you know, to influencers, and and I think a lot of it. The the thing that I love about what you're doing, Kenny, is it's not CNBC. You know, you're giving info in, uh, you know, real time, right? And in that real time, whereas you watch CNBC, Ron and Sauna, or whoever else is on there today, I don't watch it anymore, but their information's stagnant, it's old. In stock market time, it could be two hours versus two weeks too late, and it's it's just, it's it's too old at that point. And that's kind of what happens when we invest, I mean, I didn't tell anybody. I mean, I, I took a, a selfie with Tyler when I bought my Banner Elk property and I didn't post that for probably four to five months. And I'd already bought my second property in that market as well, or at least in Western North Carolina. And, you know, let other people that are in mastermind and stuff like that get into that market. And by that time, honestly, I think it's almost too late for the masses to be able to get in. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, thousand percent. So the way I look at it, it's so I, I don't necessarily want to tell people like stop listening to influencers. It's more about like, don't necessarily just go exactly where they say to go. It's they're telling a story from their experience and you can apply the steps if they gave you that information <laughs> or they're like, well, yeah, go read my free ebook. They're applying the steps like, so how did they get to that end result? not necessarily go to this end result of investing in this particular market and buying a property the same as mine, because you're not going to get the same result. It's what did they do to get there? How can I take that information and apply it to my situation? And that was the point of my video was I tried to pick a market where I was like, look, guys, it's not that don't go into this market, but you can't go into this area because I don't want to just show you a random area. Then everybody's going to go there because you can go there. And I, and I ended up doing that anyway. I gave some other examples um, in some other markets where the same Tyler even mentioned, he's like, yeah, it's totally fine for them to go to this area. And they were, he was even mentioning that too. And so apparently people were doing that. But the problem with that is once again, everyone's now doing that. And it's like, stop and listen to what I'm explaining about how I got to that conclusion. How did Waynesville, which is the market that is okay to STRN, so if you go to Waynesville right now, just because I'm talking about it, it's contrary to what we're talking about here. But 
how did we come up with Waynesville? What was that process? And that was what was in the video is this is how you can figure out your own top markets to invest in based on your criteria. So you aren't hearing from it from Bill and Kenny in a podcast weeks after it's come out and the masses already know about it. I agree a thousand percent. I think it kind of goes back to the second part two, you know, of what you said. It's just that people get lazy. So, I mean, think about how many calls went straight to Tyler versus going to STR Insights, AirDNA, building out a Performa, whatever it is, you know, at, at, at that point, they're, they're not doing their own research. Right. And, 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 I, th- and I, think that, I think that's what kills. Yeah. So let's, I, I think it might be good to, to sit on for a second and talk about finding markets, which we've, we've probably done before, but I think that a lot of people are, especially like cost people are in a panic mode right now because we're pretty busy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's been insane, but I'm seeing more and more people who are just trying to buy something before the end of the year. And it goes back to the title of this podcast, walk before you run, especially in a new market. Meaning like if you're not taking the time to do your own due diligence in your own research, you're running before you're walking, like even knowing how to walk, which means you're going to stumble and fall. And you've just increased the amount of financial risk that you're going to take on just to try to save on not paying taxes. So I I, I really think it comes down to if, if I'm going to not hire Kenny or, or not hire anybody to help me find a property, do I, am I going to take the adequate amount of time of research that I need to take in order to find an actual deal out there? Um, I don't think there's adequate. I think it's how it's, it has nothing to do with time. It has to do with how good are you, you know, at doing the research? Well, how you, good are I you mean, at okay, analyzing like, a market and then into a sub market? How good sure. are you at really understanding how good you are as a host? That's the big but you, one. But you got to take the time to learn how to do it. You know, Understand. That, that, I guess my point. Yeah. I agree, but you use the word adequate. That's why I'm saying that. There is no adequate, you know, period of time. You know, you're probably way more, you're way more conservative, you know, than I am and way more focused on data. I'm focused on data, but not as hardcore as you are, right? And I think everybody's, you know, going to have their own individual, you know, kind of approach to what they do. The problem is, as you know, not enough people spend enough time in the data and they don't do deep research. They do surface level, yeah. you know, research. They don't really know what's going on in the market. They don't know if the market is trending up. If it's trending down, they don't look at bedroom counts. They don't look at city council meetings about regulation or bills that have been presented. They don't go to, to codes and look at and understand the different types of zonings and what zoning is not only just on their own property, but around them. There's a lot of deep research that goes in. Uh, or should be going into to making these investments. And I know that's what you do for your clients, right? And that's what I do. I literally just got a call because I'm doing exactly what you're talking about. You know this, like seven properties that I have to get closed in the next two weeks. And we're only three three down right now. I still have to get four like in the next three to four weeks. It's It's a lot of work and it's time consuming. And I think yeah. that's why people default to hiring somebody like you, you know, that provides that service. Yeah. And- also to, you know, we've been helping, we've been helping people learn how to do it on their own, like understand this is the system, this is the process, it isn't rocket science. The problem is a lot of people have a lot of steps out of order in terms of how they're searching, how they're looking, how they're evaluating. And, you know, also a big one too, Bill, you know, we, you, you hit on a lot is there are a lot of couples 
who are doing this together, who are misaligned with what each of them want, whether that's their financial goals, whether that's where they want to invest in what they, you know, what they're looking for. And um, it's keeping them from actually getting into the game. So I agree. I mean, that's step number one. You got you and I see it every week during the accelerator program. People (laughs) don't take the time to build out their life plan. Uh, and to get aligned. And if you don't build that out, then how do you make a decision? I was just on a a call with one of our members, you know, who has a couple of places in uh, the Smokies and they're doing okay. They're not like massively struggling like some of the others that we've seen, but you know, they have, they're not going after that specific buyer persona. And I mean, I can't emphasize enough as, as someone that's business focused, business oriented, but also marketing and sales oriented. And I think that's the second part is why I outperform, you know, the different percentiles. You have to know when you, when you find a property, you know, you, you, you research a market, then you should be looking at submarket. That's what Kenny was talking about. He's looking at a specific submarket, you know, really a neighborhood in Asheville. And then you find the property. Who's going to buy from you? Who's going to be your buyer? You have to know that before you even make an offer. You have to have the concept of how you're going to host all of those things. And how do you do that if you don't know what type of buyers are going to that market? I think that's another thing, Kenny, is that they just look at the data. They they run SDR Insights. They run Rabu, whatever. And then they they don't build out a Performa, but they should. But then they say, oh, this house is going to do $150,000 a year and it's only $700,000. i am in. Okay, well, then they don't understand what the, the post-close budget needs to be what cash it's going to take to take it from golden girls to whatever buyer persona to achieve those numbers or exceed those numbers because they haven't determined that ahead of time and that's a that's a big problem this gentleman that i just spoke to about his two properties i'm like who's your buyer because i can't tell from the way that they're designed they look like every other cabin there's nothing unique there's nothing distinct the black watch the bears the bear claw on the pillows you know all that type the old light fixtures you know all those types of things and then there's like connect four on the wall behind the couch and there's a miss pac-man game in literally the dining room the breakfast area right next to the table and i'm not saying this i obviously won't say who it is but you know those things are they're trying to do the right things but there's nothing systematic behind it does that make sense yeah And, and i think that's something to where it would behoove you and i to go through maybe in the next podcast the exact steps in yeah, order. That's like, what I was thinking. Like, yeah, let's let's do these. I was, I was I was about to ask you. I was like, all right, let's lay this out in steps in a process. Because <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's, I mean, step, it's the steps to get under contract, right? So, like in our accelerator this week is my week, or one. I'm one of the people this week, and you know, it's it's contract to close because that's when the execution starts. But a lot of people aren't even thinking about the right things until after they're under contract, and most of them. They're like, oh shit, I didn't think about that before I close. And they're already hosting for two or three months. And they've made these, you make mistake number one, which leads to mistake number two, which leads to mistake number three. Now you're stacking mistakes on top of each other and they compound. That's why we have to identify these things ahead of time. We need to make a pre-offer checklist. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Which we don't have. That's really funny. uh, I've been dealing with a lot of, so, you know, people me all the time, Kenny, what do you think of this property? You think it's a good deal? And so I stopped just like answering them with like, yes or no. I always ask him like, what are you planning on doing with it? Because at the end of the day, most of these properties as is are not good deals whatsoever. 
if but I'm buying turned, turnkey, Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there. It's like, oh, it's well, you know. It, There's no such thing as turnkey. Right. Exactly. There isn't. And so, right. Yeah, yeah. We, that, that's the title of the third podcast we're going to record. Next one's the fucking checklist. Then there's why there's no such thing as turnkey. There you go. I love it. We've already got our list out of it. Uh, but I, I mean, it, it's like, I'm like, what are you going to do with it? And if they're like, uh, well, I think I'm going to add a hot tub. And I'm like, what else are you going to do with it? Like, what's your plan? The, the problem is we've gotten, especially experienced investors, we've gotten in a habit of buying properties and kind of lucking out of them doing very well. And that's, you know, that's great, but times have changed. We have to treat this more. And we all say this, this is a business. We need to treat it like a business. And if that's the case, if you truly believe that before you make a purchase in any business, whether you're starting a restaurant, an Etsy shop, selling lemonade, you've got to determine, like, let's use lemonade because that's a super easy I've done example. Those. Yeah, there you go. You're if you're selling lemonade. to buy some Amish furniture and like, you know, literally tables, I still have them on Etsy. There you go. Great. Right. That's <laughs> so like if you're selling lemonade, you're gonna pick the best corner to go to. You're not just gonna go set up shop on any corner. And I feel like with with short-term rentals, people are just buying all not necessarily any location, but they're just buying properties that look good and going, okay, I hope this works out. There's no strategy, there's no rhyme or reason to that particular purchase because they're not studying their buyer persona, what that buyer persona wants, and they're not targeting them specifically. And typically what ends up happening is when people send me the deals, I'm like, well, what are you going to do with it? Well, I think I'm going to add a hot tub. What else are you going to do with it? Well, I was thinking about adding this really, really cool expensive amenity. Okay, cool. Well, how does that factor into your numbers? And because you're obviously now overpaying for this property and you're also going to put in this expensive amenity on top of it. It's like your you're numbers. Like a mod pool in a basement? Yeah, yeah, there we go. But um, imagine a mod pool in a better location. But uh, yeah. Or, Here's the problem. Uh, go ahead. The problem is, is that people focus on the product when they're creating their business. It's not just in the STR space. It's like, oh my God, how good are my ribs going to be at Wild Bill's Texas Smokehouse? I got to have the best brisket. Whereas really the successful entrepreneurs are focusing on their customer acquisition strategy. 99% of people that do a startup, I've done 29, they don't, and probably for the first seven, eight, 10 of them, I didn't think about the customer acquisition strategy because we're all focused on product, right? Our property is our product. People are not coming to your property for your property. They're coming to your property as a secondary component to the traffic drivers that are in the market. Unless you're like the Arkells, you know, in the mastermind who have a ridiculously amazing property, they've turned it in to the destination. That's like less than 1% of properties listed on Airbnb and Verbo. Yeah, are the it is essentially. Are you, do you see and the photos? Were you on that yeah. uh, that thread? It's insane. So focus on your customer acquisition strategy as part of building out your plan before you go under contract. Right, that's going to be one of the steps that Kenny and I will put together in the checklist for you. Everybody is too product focused. There is no question, in my opinion, that the iPhone was not the best option in 2010 when iPhone one you know, came out. I still believe the BlackBerry was a better product. The Trio was even a better product. And I mean, you could fit like four photos on your phone, you know, at that time with an iPhone. It's crazy. And I stood in line for a day and a half to be third in line to get that first iPhone. And I couldn't live without this thing today, but it was not a great product. HubSpot, you know, I was customer 33, Kenny. I'm an early adopter in HubSpot. The product sucked. Yeah, I know you're using it now. It's 
it wasn't even a shell of what it is today, right? It was like horrible. And Brian Halligan apologized to me, you know, seven years later of, oh my God, I didn't know you were in that early. That was such a shitty product, you know, like inbound two or something like that. But you know what? Steve Jobs knew how to market. Brian Halligan, Darmesh Shaw knew how to market. They created inbound marketing as their mantra, you know, to sell their software. They created a culture. They created a movement around that. And you can see the same thing when you go on social media and you see the cabins, you see the tree houses, you see the tiny homes, the tents, they're single family homes that have, that have created the culture, created the mantra around it on social. Those are the ones that are thriving with 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers. When you've just thought about your product and you have that regular property, even if it's beautiful, if you haven't created a culture, you haven't created a brand, you haven't created something for an ideal buyer, you're nothing to anybody because you can't be all things to everybody. Customer acquisition strategy first. The only way you can do that is to define your ideal buyer, which is a fictitious, your buyer persona, which is a fictional representation of your ideal buyer. What do they want? What do they need? What do they love? What are they willing to spend money on at no cost? And it's funny, Kenny, because I don't want to spend money on changing whatever. My, my, my wife gets really frustrated. I'll go spend 300 bucks on a bottle of wine, as you've seen, or $500 on a bottle of wine, but I want to cut corners on tissue or toilet paper or this, the, like the necessity stuff, right? That's why I'm the ideal buyer because when I see something really cool in a cabin or a house or a location or whatever, I'll pay a premium for that, no questions asked. It's why, I mean, I can't even bear the amount of people that are asking for discounts and I've got like three or four of them into April, March, April, May of next year. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you a discount. I just reply no, because I don't want to be nice and try to talk them into booking because they're not my buyer when they ask for a discount. Yeah, there's I a, know there's exactly a real... who I want to stay in my properties. And every one of them, I have the exact same buyer persona. It's Wealthy Wendy. And I have a picture of Wealthy Wendy. Wealthy Wendy is making a quarter of a million dollars a year or her husband's making seven figures and she's staying at home in her multi-million dollar property driving the latest G-Wagon, you know, that comes out taking care of their 3.2 kids, drinking $15 a day of Starbucks. But then she goes to the gym with her personal trainer and he works her ass off to burn off the thousand calories she had in her mocha frappa, whatever you call them from Starbucks in the morning. I know exactly what wealthy Wendy wants. Wealthy Wendy wants to stay in a place, whether it's Dustin, Broken Bow, Aberdeen, South Dakota, or Hawkins Hill, and a place that is nicer or at least equivalent to what she lives in. Yeah. There's a I really mean, good book. There's a really good book I like by Dan Sullivan called Who Not How. So talks exactly about what you just mentioned, you know, wealthy Wendy and focusing on the guest avatar who's staying there why they're staying there insane amount of data out there that talks about this and supports this um it's not about the product it's about how you about who you deliver the product to so and and that's that's really the most important thing that we should be focusing on agreed thousand percent so make sure that you walk before you run you've got to do the research and it's way more than just listening to the agent that you're dealing with that should be like low man on the totem pole do deep research, understand your buyer, have a customer acquisition strategy ready to go before you put something under contract. And if you don't have the confidence in yourself to be able to do that, call me or call Kenny.
because then I'm going to recommend for you to call Kenny. And I'll send you back the bill. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll end up paying for the, you to find them a house. <laughs> awesome stuff. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you being here every week with us on SDRnomics. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or wherever, please take 10 or 20 seconds if we've driven even an ounce of value for you and just leave us a super quick review. It would mean the world to us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.